After by Dennis Francis Hannigan From Weird Tales, December 1924 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman After by Dennis Francis Hannigan it was the morning after my execution i had been clumsily electrocuted but in america such things are only too frequent however i cared little now for the malpractices of judges juries or executioners it was all over i found myself waking out of a deep sleep the first thing i saw was the face of the man whom i had murdered it did not scowl at me on the contrary it smiled benevolently jack old top you did me a great good turn when you shot me said harold ingersoll i had fallen madly in love with his wife and she reciprocated my passion for she had grown tired of the strange detached unworldly man she had married harold ingersoll was a writer a philosopher a dreamer of dreams who had inherited about ten thousand dollars from his father and a visionary soul from his mother while he worked hard at his legal profession which he found only moderately profitable his wife read paracelsus and swendenberg the unhappy assorted pair never agreed and i as a friend of the family had no difficulty in winning the affections of the woman who had married the offspring of an unimaginative lawyer and a petticoated spiritualist harold had published six impossible novels by the publication of each one of them he lost money and when at last the reviewers began to take notice of his latest and most extravagant book he was almost penniless laura who loved life was disgusted with her husband's indifference to practical considerations I interested her by continually talking about the rise and fall of the stock market her husband despised sports speculation and movies Laura worshipped all three she played tennis and hockey and went regularly to baseball matches I accompanied her while Harold stayed at home reading or writing the affair went on pleasantly for five years when suddenly Harold no longer able to bear the irritation caused by Laura's sneers and reproaches began to turn on her and sometimes abused her one night Laura and I were out late and came back to her husband's house shortly before daybreak Harold came to meet us at the hall door and sarcastically quoted a well-known passage in Byron's Don Juan this made me feel ridiculous and under an impulse of uncontrolled anger i drew my automatic revolver and shot him dead laura fainted i was arrested tried and found guilty before the day fixed for my execution i made a will leaving all i had in the world to laura my last moments were by no means painless those who pretend that the electric shock which kills a convicted criminal is not terrible are liars or ignorant fools two 
but here i was in the next world and the man i had killed had assured me that i had done him a service by shooting him no words can describe the place where i and my victim met it was not so much a place as an atmosphere i might say that i reclined on air for my body seemed to have no weight and no substance harold's face was just as it had been during his earthly life with this difference there were no angles no protuberances in a countenance which had always looked bizarre when i killed him he was between thirty and forty his eyes were blue with a slightly sardonic expression he was clean-shaven and slightly bald his face had all these characteristics still but the animal traits had vanished i realized that in spite of his bodily vesture he was a spirit his first words astounded me talk of forgiving injuries and loving your enemy harold you are too kind to the scoundrel who took away your life i faltered not at all said harold and his smile grew warmer i often thought of suicide as a way out laura you know was a nuisance she hated my ideas she called them nonsense she often told me that i should be a stockbroker instead of writing books that did not pay of course she did not understand that i was indifferent to what men like you call success i gradually came to the conclusion that the greatest curse is birth and that the true ideal is to cease to live i treated her with scorn in order to make you attack me in her defense it was all right i asked myself whether this was not a posthumous nightmare the cordiality of my victim almost brought tears to my eyes it was some time before i could utter a word anyhow harold we are both dead now i said yes but we are saved the situation was becoming bewildering saved how could we be saved i asked him what he meant and his smile became irresistible i mean just what i say jack your worldly clergymen don't come within a million miles of comprehending these things god does not condemn human nature he only condemns the distortion the depravity of human nature my wife had an antipathy to my philosophy of life she hated my views you liked her possibly you could contend that you loved her but i displeased or rather horrified her when i insulted her as she and you might have put it you shot me i wanted to die don't you see every one of us was right according to our own logic his socratic convincingness made me feel at the same time intellectually satisfied and spiritually remorseful could it be that he was fooling me and that the course he was taking was the most subtle form of vengeance three but it was soon manifest that harold had spoken with a candor far greater than he had ever exhibited on earth he now gently drew me from my reclining position so that we could move onward arm in arm the landscape was beautiful there were no fields no trees no streams no houses 
but life in its fullest emanation filled my very soul with happiness you can now do just what you like jack said harold we are free from the bonds of that world we have shaken off like the dust from our feet after a pause he asked would you go back to laura if you could i felt myself a new man a spirit growing out of the miserable bondage that is the lot of the human brute no i replied emphatically for weeks before the end came i had ceased to care for her then in that world of spirits we clasped hands the end of after by dennis francis hannigan